At Meridian Audio, we deliver extraordinary experiences. We create moments that bring people together, forge shared connections and make unforgettable memories. Don't just take our word for it. Experience audio as it's meant to sound. With a visit to our Cambridgeshire HQ, it's the home of high-res audio. Hello everybody and welcome to The Integrated Home, the podcast that's produced by the Home Integration Community for the Home Integration Community. My name is Jeff Hayward and in this episode we're talking gaming. How important are gaming rooms to integrators and their clients? How is technology changing to make gaming a more immersive experience? And what can integrators do to take advantage of this growing market? Welcome to The Integrated Home. So today we're joined by an integrator and avid gamer, Simon Gregory of Cinema Rooms, and a journalist, the former editor of Home Cinema Choice, now a senior editor at Pocket Lint, Rick Henderson. Welcome to you both. Hello. Hiya. So guys, Rick, actually, if I can come to you first, can you tell us a bit about your background? Uh, an enormous background, specifically in games. Um, I started as a journalist in 1987. Uh, believe it or not, on uh, video games, magazines, eventually got into technology, got into home cinema, and now back into a bit of games and technology, which is pretty good on on pocketlint.com. Excellent. And uh, do you want to give a plug for the Pocket Lint podcast while you're here? Yeah, we do a podcast. It comes out every Friday morning. Um, it's the Pocket Lint podcast. We interview uh, major figures in the technology business and give our update on the latest news and a review every week. Excellent. So, Simon, tell us about Cinema Rooms. Yeah, um, so my name's Simon Gregory. I'm a director of uh, Cinema Rooms Limited. Um, I started in the industry 18 years ago, so uh, not quite as long as Rip, but uh, long enough. Uh, I set up Cinema Rooms 10 years ago, so we're actually celebrating our anniversary uh, this year, so i um, very happy with that. But uh, always been uh, a big gamer from uh, the early Atari days and SNES and Nintendos and Xboxes and things. So, uh, yeah, and always into uh, home cinema. And Cinema Rooms, you're based out in uh, Essex, east of London, right? Yeah, we're based uh, based in Essex. So uh, we utilise various showrooms throughout the country. So uh, we take our clients to to there to experience uh, a dedicated cinema room and uh, show them what can be achieved in their, their own home. Very good. Okay, so we're going to talk gaming. Now, looking into it, the UK is actually the sixth largest video game market in terms of consumer revenues after China, USA, Japan and Germany, which means that there's about 37 million people in the UK playing games, amazingly. Um, In fact, the UK consumer spend on games was valued at a record 5.7 billion in 2018, which was up 10% on the previous year. And that was in a year when no consoles were being released as well. So it's, it's a growing market. And how would you characterise the impact of it on your business, Simon? Um, I'd say it's an immersive experience. And, uh, and that's what we do for home cinema, really. And that's what it's all about. Uh, it's another string to your bow. Um, if you're, you're into gaming or the kids are into gaming and you can utilise it in the family media room or home cinema room, then that's a great thing to have. Has it changed over the years? I mean, are you seeing more demand from your customers or interest in gaming? Um, I think it's become a bit more mainstream with, with mobile gaming. Um, it's, uh, it's easy to 
to access, I suppose, um, rather than a console being hidden in a, in a cupboard or something like that and collecting dust. It's it's easy to go on the iPad or the gaming, but it's something the client would like to see on the big screen and to, to have that immersive experience that uh, the gaming can provide. It feels to me like it's gone massively mainstream over the last five years. Rick, would you agree with that? Do you see that, that growth really shooting up now? The main thing about gaming is it used to have a stigma about sort of like a bedroom kind of pursuit, but now it's it, it's integrated into everything we do now. Um, people do it that you wouldn't previously have imagined. My 73-year-old father is uh, has completed every single Tomb Raider, for example, and uh, currently plays in his retirement every single day on all of the consoles. Um, he's got everything. So um, it's it's very much uh, an entertainment medium, not just a, a, a so like a gaming medium now. It's just considered part of the normal entertainment um, infrastructure. You obviously come from a background of home cinema choice where the, the, the cinema was all about movie watching. Are you seeing a trend now where more and more people are just using those spaces for gaming? Absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest thing and the biggest um, uptake, I would say, is that the modern consoles and the next consoles on um, lend themselves perfectly to big screens. Um, we're talking about very, very high resolution graphics and therefore playing it on a, a small 22 inch screen is no longer really acceptable. Some people do. And, you know, mobile gaming is massive, but the actual benefit of playing games is you want the biggest screen you can possibly get because it is it, not only is it a fantastic visual feast it's also quite a social um uh, event really you can get the whole family around for certain games and the bigger the screen and the better the viewing angle the better do you agree with that simon definitely yeah i mean again that's what home cinema is all about is bringing the family together and uh, whether you're you're watching a fantastic film with the family or just uh, normal TV or Netflix or Amazon Prime. But uh, I think with gaming, bringing the family together is, uh, is, is, a, is a big thing. And say, as Rick said, the bigger the screen, the, the, the better really. And um, so if you can utilize that in a, in a cinema room or a family media room, then uh, that's, uh, that's even better. And we're at a point where we've got some fairly exciting changes coming into the market, haven't we? Uh, we certainly have. Um, at the end of this year, coronavirus outbreak aside, uh, we're hoping to have the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Now, for me, that represents yet another sea change in terms of visual quality and audio quality, um, and not least uh, things like 8K will be capable on these machines, and that will help drive the next generation of, of uh, home entertainment kit. Do you see that as well, uh, Simon, the, the drive towards uh, a better experience visually and audio-wise audio is going to help grow the market for you guys? Absolutely. I mean, gaming has always been ahead of the game with uh, resolution and, uh, say, now with 4K and 8K gaming coming out, for it said, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox X, I think that, that would push the boundaries even more. Um, say 4k gaming has, has been around for quite a while but um so we can utilize that in home cinema um i think it'd be really good there's a new stadia connect coming out which requires no console no disc no downloads um it's basically netflix or gaming and uh that will also do 4k um, which i think will be a, a big part 
And what about VR? There's been quite a lot of talk about immersive gaming rooms as being part of the future of the, the Cedia world. Do you see that as, as something that's getting more tangible, Simon? Um, I, I don't personally. Um, VR is, uh, is very preferable. It's great to uh, sell a concept of what you do. And again, it does give you that immersive experience. But um, I think if you've got a VR headset on, um, you, you don't know what's going on around you and uh, you can be in gaming for, for, for quite some time. So uh, t time flies, as I say, when you're, when you're gaming. But uh, I think if you've got a VR headset on and uh, the wife or kids are kicking off, then uh, you're not fully aware of that. I actually kind of agree on the, uh, the VR front in the fact that it's almost anti-home cinema, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> um, in, in the fact that you're wearing a headset and you're excluding the world. Um, the, for me, home cinema has always been about a, a, an immersive experience, but within a larger space and allowing everybody to um, have a social experience when you're either playing a game or watching a film or anything else. Um, the other thing I would like to add on the previous comment about the, the, the consoles and why they now lend themselves to home cinema particularly well is um, audio. Um, Dolby Atmos is now being integrated into a lot of games. So um, while uh, you've got the great visual feast, you're also getting the complete audio experience, which in gaming, it's great in cinema, but in gaming, Dolby Atmos is another thing entirely. You can hear everything coming from every angle. And for gamers, that's massively important. What do you think on that, Simon? Yeah, as Rick, Rick said, um... Obviously, we've been doing Atmos since 2014, and uh, I remember one of the first uh, demo discs we've got, they had Star Wars Battlefront on there, and uh, we uh, we demoed a lot of the uh, films to clients, but not actually Star Wars Battlefront. And when we when we did put it on, the, the, as Rick said, the sound quality uh, uh, was amazing, so uh, it really utilises Dolby Atmos and uh, the multi-channel format that, uh, that that offers. So I think the challenge for companies like, like Cinema Rooms is to create a space that works brilliantly for home cinema and brilliantly for gaming are the two really compatible simon uh, they are actually i mean luckily the ideal cinema room is the ideal gaming room uh so uh low ambient light uh the correct seating distance and speaking positions for dolby atmos as we just mentioned uh will give you that full immersive experience and uh also get the best picture from uh, from uh, from the gaming that you're, you're, you're doing is it really suitable though with projector technology being what it is uh, you've got a bit of uh, input lag for uh, for uh, projectors. That's the, the biggest problem I think you've got at the moment. Obviously, a lot of TVs uh, do do a pretty decent job. So, uh, with projectors, um, I mean the Epsons uh, and the Sony ones do offer you the best uh, input lag uh, options. But uh, that's the biggest issue if you're if you're a pure gamer so if you go online and uh somebody's uh, about to shoot you or whatever then uh, you do need a decent input lag so with projectors i think they're still a bit of a uh, behind in that term but if you're building a a gaming space with built around a tv i mean the screen technology these days it's getting bigger and better by the day isn't it yeah i mean t tvs are fantastic for gaming and uh especially with oled um, they are really good so Again, we've got decent input lag on those, um, so you wouldn't have any issues with that at all. But uh, as Rick was saying, the viewing angles on TVs now are a lot better than they ever used to be. So you can have quite a few of your friends around and family uh, sitting there playing games and uh, get the best picture quality. How do you see technology changing things, Rick? 
Um, I think it's uh, generally done a job already. Um, all the major consoles now, apart from the Nintendo Switch, offer HDR, which is, for me, over resolution. That was the biggest sea change in gaming. Some HDR games are incredible, and the depth. It means that you can have such incredible contrast on certain games. It makes it cinematic, and that that was a big big step forward but the biggest change coming forward and this might be an issue for projectors is the is frame rate the um the frame rate of the new consoles is said to reach up to 120 frames per second and in game when you're a hardcore gamer that makes a big difference latency is as we were discussing is a massive thing because if someone shoots at you the fractions of a of a millisecond to see that shot and respond to it are important to hardcore gamers, not to the general casual gamer, but to hardcore gamers. And frame rate is that extra step, is that way that you know you can see that coming in the smoothest way possible without any kind of lag and latency issues. Um, whether uh, modern technology keeps up with that frame rate is another matter entirely. So it would be interesting to see how uh, manufacturers keep up with what Xbox and PlayStation are planning. What do you think on that, Simon? Yeah, as Rick said, frame rate is very important. Uh, I'd rather see uh, 4K at six, uh, like a 60 frames per second um, refresh rate. I see that done well rather than rubbish 8K, to be honest with you. Um, so 8K resolution, 120 hertz, which the new uh, Sony PlayStation 5 and the Xbox X would be capable of, is uh, maybe pushing the boundaries a little bit too much for, uh, for our industry at the moment, especially projectors. One thing that strikes me is that for the professional home integrator, gaming has been a little bit of an afterthought. It, it's not really the sole focus. There, our industry is all about selling home cinema first, and uh, if it does gaming, well, you know, if it's used for gaming, so be it. But it, it's not like a main focus. And I wonder whether there's an opportunity to actually sell and build dedicated gaming rooms for clients, Simon. Um. There, there is. Um, it's not something we have done, as most of our installs, as you say, are, are, are multifunctional. So um, it's it's selling the something the client knows and enjoys. So whether it's movies or, or, or music. So um, when it comes to gaming, um, it's as we said before, it's uh, a dedicated room is normally in the spare room with a monitor and headphones on, so so not to wake the kids. But um, it's a, definitely a good concept and something we should be looking at. And what do you think, Rick? Do you think this industry really gets the opportunity with gaming? I think um, it's 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 taken a long time. Actually, this is something we were talking about when I was at Home Cinema Choice more than a decade ago, um, and yet it still seems to be roughly at about the same position. It's not really progressed much further. But I do think it's a generational thing, and I think. Um, as the generations get older and get more money in their pockets to be able to build um, a home, a home, a dedicated either home cinema room or a gaming room, that they will be more keen to do so. The other thing that you see is that um, generations are more keen, you know, are more happy than we were, say, to watch a whole film on a phone. Um, whereas gaming, ironically, they want to play on bigger screens. So gaming rooms, there is a potential that the traditional home cinema becomes more gaming room and and home cinema second um, in the future. But we're talking a way off because it is, you know, you have to wait for that generation to up to want to upgrade and, and build its technology base. Well, now gaming is becoming an Olympic sport. You know, it's, it's not far away, I don't think. 
well, no. Um, it's uh, you're talking about the the esports section of of community, which I'm not as uh, clued up on as as I should be, considering I used to co-present a TV show about playing video games um, uh, competitively. I should really be up on esports, but I haven't really followed it. But it is massive. It it's is big, absolutely yeah. huge. Yeah, e- esports is very very popular, and uh, millions of people do it. So. Um... So when are you going to start calling your, uh, your company uh, gaming rooms rather than cinema rooms, Simon? It's a good idea, that's, that, that's for sure. So, uh, yeah, it's something we can push more and say the client and the family into the gaming. It's uh, push this first for movies or, or, or music. And uh, it's, a, it's a good way to, to move forward, I think, especially as the, say, the gaming industry is, is so, so big, really. Uh, so it's the most uh, popular uh, form of entertainment that's out there. Do you agree with uh, Rick that it's it's all about the age profile of the typical CI client? I do. Uh, it must be said, I do know, like I mentioned earlier, my father is a massive fan of gaming, but he's quite rare for people around the sort of like between the 50 to to um, 80 year old. Um, it's it is it's it's more it's more a case of what they would rather spend their time doing. And if they wouldn't like to play Elder Scrolls for 12 hours a day, then they're not likely to spend enough money to to appreciate that, whereas they would much prefer to sit back and watch a a very, very good film. Um, Myself, I do a bit of both. I'm probably the first generation that come along to say, I want want this for that and that. Like, for example, I've got two whole... Uh, I have a, um, a garden office with a with a set and every single console. I've got my uh, living room with a sixty five inch OLED and every a repeat of every single console. So, um, but I spend half my time playing watching films, half my time playing games. Um, I do think the demographic will change, um, and I don't think we can really target the older reader older listener it's 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 a hard it's a it's hard to say that without sort of like profiling um but uh because there's always exceptions to every every rule but um i've never seen too many people of that certain age group getting into games when to be honest the biggest driver of gaming at the moment is things like youtube and instagram and all and twitch and all the younger social media platforms what about retro gaming for the older generation, Simon? Is that a thing? Uh, it, it is for me, yeah. Uh, as I said, retro gaming is, uh, is, is pretty big at, at the moment. So uh, I just bought uh, a Capcom home arcade uh, machine with 16 classic games on it. And it's got the, the, the real sticks and the buttons. And uh, I think the, uh, the biggest surprise for me was the sound and how amazing that was. Back in the day on your 28-inch TV, it uh, it didn't sound particularly good, so uh, retro gaming is uh, is is pretty is, is pretty good. Cause I think a lot of the people are saying the older generation that, that they're used to getting all the retro games consoles come out from uh, from uh, Nintendo and, uh, and say the Capcom home arcade machines that I've got. But uh, and if you can show your kids, it, that's that's a thing for me, and uh, I think a lot of our clients is you can reminisce, as it were. Indeed, indeed. So mostly, it, it seems to me like it, that it's an op- upgrade opportunity for integrators, uh, especially with the new consoles coming out this year. I think gaming does does everything we want it to do. So um, with the new consoles coming out, uh, it's a great thing to 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 sell and, and help out the client. Um, so if we can help 
the client to get their new console into their system, whether it's a dedicated room or immediate family room, then uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're happy to help. Um, what would you say, Rick? How, how would you like to encourage integrators to, to get their heads around gaming and the opportunity more? Well, it would be interesting to see um, the, the the capabilities of uh, the, the sort of like the media capabilities of the new machines. Um, those it, it's hard to recommend the Xbox One X, for example, as your dedicated 4K Blu-ray player. Um, it's not good enough. So, um, but with the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 both promising 4K Blu-ray playback capabilities and better audio DACs and so much more processing power to possibly be a better media player on top of being a better console, that might be the route in. That might be the way you can encourage someone to put a console into their home cinema build without actually need, without them thinking that they need a games machine in the first place. And then once once it's there, um, someone will use it. Someone will will try basic games, try try dabbling a little bit, and then then you know, and encourages them to get more into it. Um, at the moment, it's not really there, and I'm sure Simon will agree on that. That the you wouldn't ever recommend that someone use their Xbox Series uh, uh, Xbox One X as purely their their number one 4K Blu-ray source. Um, for for us, it's it's a way, as Rick said, to to get um, the gaming console into the cinema room, really. Um, and uh, if it does play this, then it's a bonus. So if a client says, "Oh, talk me out of system, please. Can you can you can I utilise my Xbox or PlayStation for a Blu-ray player?" Then we would say yes, and you can utilise that rather than buying another blue 4K Blu-ray player. And uh, if it saves them a little bit of money, then uh, that's all, all, all well and good, but uh, I'm not sure the actual uh, the new PlayStation Five or the Xbox X will have an optical drive. Um, oh, they both will. They, they've they both, both announced, will. yeah. Uh, they've both announced that they're having, and they're both having 4K Blu-ray drives um, uh, as standard. Good, because I, I that that could be uh, the beginning of the end for uh, for Blu-ray discs. So uh, that that will play an important part for for our clients, especially for uh, for watching movies. So. Um, if they can utilise those new consoles to play their Blu-rays, um, 4K discs, then uh, that's fantastic. And I guess as it becomes more mainstream and becomes, it, it could become more of a mainstream part of the the integrators' toolkit, which which actually it never has been up till now, Simon. It, it hasn't, to be honest. Um, I say integrating into the client's home is something we, we need to look at and uh, and be aware of. I mean, I just saw. Um, Something from uh, ISC, Pulse 8 recently did uh, two screens which are 70 metres apart uh, with no input lag. So uh, they were doing 4K at 60 frames um, per second, 444 uncompressed video, and uh, it was uh, using bi directional um, and video over US and say Bluetooth over USB. So basically, there's no input lag at all. So you could have your gaming console on a rack and have that on a matrix. Um, and still do gaming anywhere in the house. Fantastic. It is things like that that are really going to change it, I, I believe. And, and I think you're right, Rick. I think there will be more demand from customers, particularly from a younger generation. You know, they'll, they'll expect it to be delivered if they're having technology put into their home. Um, yeah, I mean, let's not forget how many PlayStation 5s and, and Xbox One Xs there have been sold around the world. Um, it's the, both are the highest selling consoles from each of the manufacturers of all time. Um, 
you know, and it, that's not just that's not just a, a, a sort of like young people buying them. That's everybody from every every stretch of the thing because they think they they possibly need it. They might not even use it that often, but they'll they'll happily have one. And if you're building something that looks fantastic and sounds fantastic, you absolutely want to chuck every form of content through it. You don't just want one specific source. And um, as as the generations grow up, they will absolutely want gaming to be part of that equation. And do you think, Simon, that that's part of the issue is that people think gaming is, because it's something you, you kind of grow up with, you, you don't actually need an integrator to get the best experience from it? I think so, because as, as I mentioned before, people aren't aware of how good a, a, a game sounds. So gaming does everything you want it to do. It's got great visuals, great sound, and on a dedicated cinema room, more family media room, uh, you, you're getting the best out of that system. And, that, and that's really what we need to sell, sell to the client and uh, so they can enjoy their, uh, their gaming experience more with the family as well, then uh, that's a bonus. Very good. Any final words, Rick? Um, not really. Apart from, you know, I can see that it, it's part of the future fabric of home cinema installation. It really is. There's, there, um, gaming has been bubbling under since the 1980s when I first got into it myself and it has increased in quality uh, every year ever since to the extent where now uh, the modern games you just look at them and, and you, you your jaw will drop in terms of actual visual visual quality even if you just want to impress your friends you'll want one of them machines in there somewhere very good the future is gaming. Thanks very much, and uh, thank you both for your contributions. Thank you very much. Cheers. AWE are proud distributors of Sony televisions and home cinema projectors, bringing you the best content from lens to living room. For more information, visit awe-europe.com. Thank you, Rick and Simon, for your contributions. And if you want to find out more about Pocket Lint or Cinema Rooms, then do click on the links available in the show information section with this episode. Remember, we're available free on podcast platforms everywhere. If you're enjoying listening to what we have to say, then do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at IntHomePod, on Facebook and Instagram at Integrated HomePod, and on LinkedIn at the Integrated Home Podcast. The Integrated Home is brought to you with the support of Meridian Audio, AWE and Sony. We are a Wildwood and Alfie Media production.